Hey everyone, welcome to the DadCast Podcast. I'm your host, Lavelle Lamonnier, and as a Christian man, a husband, father, grandfather, business owner, professor, and a proud U.S. Army veteran, I've gained some unique perspectives on some of life's issues. So this podcast is designed to give a dad's perspective on everything from A to Z. Hey folks, the Bible says that two are better than one, and I certainly could not complete this podcast without the help of my lovely wife, Dr. Gabrielle Lamonnier. She is the co-creator and co-content manager of this broadcast, and I'm grateful to her for her assistance. Let's give her a big hand. All right, let's talk finance for a little bit. Hey, all of you already know that I'm not an investment broker or a financial consultant. I'm just a dad who follows the market and has a background in accounting, finance, and economics. So these tips that I provide to you are speculative tips and just some advice based on my experiences. Hey, um, stimulus money, right? Most of America uh, has be has begun receiving uh, stimulus checks. And so what do you need to do with that stimulus money? Let's think about that for just a moment. Hey, there are a lot of things you can do with it. Under the new stimulus bill passed by Congress and signed by President Biden, uh, most people are going to get $1,400 per eligible person plus an additional $1,400 for each eligible independent. So what can you do? You can save that money for retirement. That's one good thing you can do. Maybe you want to think about opening up an IRA. Yeah, that's an easy thing to do. You can just go online now. Most of the brokerage fees have been uh, waived or eliminated completely. And you can open up an IRA, an investment retirement account, and you can start investing on your in your retirement right away. Hey, another thing you can do is pay off high interest debt. If you have some student loans, some mortgages, some savings accounts that or credit card debt that carry high interest rates, then sometimes the smart thing to do is to pay off those high interest uh, debts and uh, either pay them off completely or pay them down in principle as much as you can. Another thing you can do is you can you can donate the money. If your finances are in order and you, you've got a good job and everything is going well for you, think about donating uh, to some some things that are of interest to you, to some uh, entities that interest you, to some causes that are important to you. You might want to actually donate that money. You need to shore up your emergency fund, that's for sure. While the unemployment rate is lower now than it was in early 2020, many people still don't feel very comfortable about their employment situation. So even if you're working now, the pandemic isn't over yet. You can still experience a drop in income if your hours are cut you're quarantined, or if you have to stay at home with your children because their school buildings are closed. So shore up that emergency fund. Maybe you want to invest in a 529 college savings plan. Uh, Contributions to a 529 college savings plan grow tax-free, and withdrawals aren't taxed if you use them for qualified expenses, such as college tuition and room and board. You can invest all or a portion of your third stimulus check in a 529 college savings plan. And lastly, you might want to support some local businesses of your choice. 
Uh, many people now are choosing to support minority owned businesses or just small businesses in general, whatever is your preference. Buy a gift card for a local restaurant or other small business that has been forced uh, to scale back operations during the pandemic. That'll provide the business with some much needed cash during this shutdown. And you can use the gift card or the um, uh, any, you know, a gift certificate that you may get from them to treat yourself to a nice meal uh, when this pandemic is behind us. Or even now, many people are going out to restaurants and so you can use it right away. Hey, these are just some tips to help you think about what to do with that that um, stimulus money. Let's not just go out and spend it on uh, frivolous things. Let's be wise with it and make that money work for us. And now let's get ready for that great dad joke of the day. Can I get a drum roll, please? Two plates went out to dinner and one plate said to the other, tonight, dinner's on me. (laughs) All right, folks, it's a dad joke, funny to some and not so much to others. Hey, this episode is entitled, I Said What I Said, and that's on Melodies from Heaven. Hey, everyone has heard about gospel superstar Kirk Franklin and his explicit rant uh, during a telephone conversation with his oldest son, Carrion, who is 33 years old. Uh, It's reported that these two have had a toxic relationship for quite some time, and they've had, um, in fact, they've had so much trouble in their relationship that they have been through counseling for several years and Kirk Franklin reports that his son has been uh, having therapy sessions for more for around 20 years now hey it doesn't justify anything I'm just giving you the facts right here and uh, recently it leaked online uh, the content of the conversation that was had between Kirk Franklin and his son. Hey, I'm going to play a piece of that for you right now for those who haven't heard it, and then we're going to come back and talk about it. Developing story. So, to be clear, we're talking about the things that have happened so far that have been made public. Your 32 year old son, Kirion, posted a video of an exchange between the two of you. It was clearly very heated. It was a phone call, and it contained profanity and anger. Let me play some of it. Just hours after the release of that, Kirk posted his own video to fans. Here's a portion of it. Recently, my son and I had an argument that he chose to record. I felt extremely disrespected in that conversation, and I lost my temper. And I said words that are not appropriate. And I am sincerely sorry to all of you. I sincerely apologize. All right. You heard that. And listen, as the title of this episode says, I said what I said. Um, here's the thing. All of us 
Now, people all over the Internet have an opinion about this. Everybody's talking about it. Everyone has something to say. A lot of Kirk Franklin's uh, friends in the industry have come to his defense, and some of them have just given benign statements saying, we're praying for you and your family. Some of them have actually come out in strong defense of his actions. We don't know what happened before the portion of the interview that was recorded of the telephone conversation that was recorded. And we don't know what happened afterwards. Kirk Franklin says that he did contact a therapist while they were on the line to try to get assistance. The son says that that is not true. So we have facts on both sides or we have versions of this story on both sides. And we don't know because we haven't we weren't there and we don't have all of the facts in front of us to make that determination. But here's what I do know. Those of you that do believe the Bible, you can go all the way back to a man who was in the presence of Jesus, the Messiah, during his entire three year ministry. And when the fire was turned up and the pressure put on him, what did this guy do? He pulled out a knife, cut off a guy's ear and cursed him out. Yeah, that was Peter. For those of you who may want to refer to him as St. Peter, the apostle Peter, the disciple of Jesus, Peter, he had a hot temper and he used profanity. I'm not justifying it, but hey, for all of those high and mighty Christians who are out there saying, oh my God, Kirk Franklin used those kinds of words. I can't believe it. I would never. Hey, slow your roll, pump your brakes. Because I believe you probably would. And if the truth is told, if you wouldn't say it, you definitely thought it somewhere along the line. And Jesus himself, for all you Christians, said that whatsoever a man thinks in his heart, that's what he is. So if you think about cursing somebody out, you're just as guilty as somebody who did actually curse somebody out. Now, does that justify Kirk Franklin's actions? Absolutely not. As a father, I can't imagine saying those kind of things to my children. But keep in mind, and this is not to justify anything one way or the other. Carrion, who is 32, 33 years old, a grown man, may have, if we, we just don't know at this point, said something that triggered that kind of response. Because Kirk Franklin did say, I will not be respect, disrespected this way. So that leads us to believe that something was said in a disrespectful manner. So should a child get a pass for disrespecting a parent and the parent then reacting to that disrespect? I don't think so. And should a parent get a pass for responding in that manner when they've been disrespected? I don't think so. So here's the thing, folks. We've got to take the judgment seat out of the way and stop being high and mighty and stop being all judgmental and so pious and so holy and so religious to act like we don't come short on a daily basis. I'm not justifying what Kirk Franklin did. I'm just living in reality. There have been times when my children have pushed me to a limit where I wanted to wring their neck. Now, did I do it? Absolutely not. I was a strong disciplinarian and, and they can attest to that. But I never abused them, not even in the context of abuse in the 21st century, which has changed quite a bit over the years. So what is the real issue here? Kirk Franklin grew up 
without a dad. Kirk Franklin's mother left him. He was raised by his grandparents and he dealt with abandonment issues his entire adolescent and young adult years and probably even into his full adult years. So there's some baggage there and we all have some type of baggage that we've got to deal with. And so perhaps he has not learned how to communicate effectively just yet. Now at 51 years old, you'd like to think that, hey, a man in his 50s knows how to communicate. But folks, sometimes we just do what we've been taught. We do what we've been around. We do what we know to do. Doesn't mean it's right. Hey, some of our grandmothers and mothers and fathers and grandfathers used every curse word they could think of when they were talking. It was just normal to them. But does that make it right? I don't think so. You should not, in my opinion, degrade your children. We should always be trying to lift them up. But children have to respect their parents also. And if you have the kind of relationship with your children that is healthy and whole, then you're going to be reciprocated in that manner. So obviously there's been a breakdown somewhere along the line with Kirk Franklin and Carry On Franklin. I don't know where that breakdown occurred, but I do know that communication is the main issue. These two have to learn how to communicate. They have to communicate more effectively and they have to deal with the deep seated roots of the anger and animosity that exists between them. Perhaps Kirk Franklin has to deal with his abandonment issues. Perhaps he's overcompensating for not being raised by his father. Perhaps he's over perhaps he's overcompensating for his height challenge that he alludes to quite often. Many things could be taking place that causes him to overreact and to overcompensate for things that occur in his life. Now, I don't know much about his son, but I'm sure that his son has some issues that he's dealing with as well. There are rumors out there on the internet, and I'm not going to make these rumors known. If you want to find out about it, you can go and find out about it. But there are rumors out there about Carry On and the life that he's living. And really, folks, it just doesn't matter. The reality is that parents and children have to communicate effectively. We've got to get this thing out of our mind that we can just talk any kind of way to anyone. That's just not healthy, folks. I know we all get angry sometimes. I know we lose our temper sometimes. I understand that things may not go our way or someone sets us off, triggers us. We've all been there, myself included. But we've got to do our best to keep our emotions under control. We've got to do our best to be in a position where we gather our thoughts and communicate in a way that is going to have a healthy outcome. Kirk Franklin didn't do that. He did not do that in this conversation with his son. I don't know again what his son said, but whatever his son said to trigger him was not just triggered in that moment. It was probably based on a history of triggers that led to that explosion. And so that's the thing that we've got to deal with, folks. We've got to go and look back at the things that pile up on us emotionally and cause us to explode at a given moment. And then we've got to address those issues and find a way to deal with them 
in a healthy manner. Hey, I'm going to take a break right now. We're going to go and talk to our sponsors for just a minute, and we'll be right back. Thank you. Hey, do you have an event coming up? Perhaps there's something that you're trying to put together and you need some assistance with. Well, I have the answer for you. Contact Just the Beginning Event Planners. They are a one-stop shop for all of your special event planning needs. If you need a fresh start and a new beginning, contact Lasagna Latulis at 409-466-9826. And when you get hungry, folks, and you need some of that good down-home cooking, You've got to hit my boy Darren Raymond up with Miss Muzz Link Specialties. This guy's got the best homemade links in Boudin this side of the bayou. You've got to check it out. You can reach him at 832-589-0709. You can also look up Miss Muzz Link Specialties on Facebook and Instagram. And what about when when you come up to Things in your life that that you need balance on, you need advice on, you need some professional training on how to deal with issues in your life. I've got the answer for you. Phenomenal solutions. These consultants provide the skills that you need to enhance your personal and professional life. They specialize in things like resilience training, compassion, fatigue and burnout, dynamic mindfulness and accessible yoga processing circles, trauma-informed practices, and that sometimes elusive work-life balance. For more information on Phenomenal Solutions, you can contact Cal, Cal Menifee. You can find him at Cal Fee, that's P-H-E-E, online, on Facebook uh, and on Instagram as well. And you can reach him at you can reach Calvin at 713-254-71 Again, that's 713-254-7123. Thanks to all of our great sponsors, and let's get back to our episode. All right, Dadcast Nation, we're back in our episode talking about Kirk Franklin and his telephone conversation with his son, Carrion, which was recorded and leaked out to the media. Now, we found that this explicit... um, profanity-laced conversation that went on between these two really boils down to communication. And everyone has a communication style, but everyone's style doesn't match the other person or persons that they may be communicating with. So every person has a unique communication style. There are three main styles while people use you know, people use a combination of these styles, but most most of the time people have one dominant style of communication. And it's important to know what your communication style is so you can modify it if you need to when you're communicating with other others. Passive communicators put their feelings and needs last. They feel uncomfortable expressing their feelings or needs, instead allowing others to express themselves. This approach can lead to misunderstandings, anger, or resentment. A passive communicator often lacks eye contact. They often have poor posture. They find it difficult to say no. And they have they, they always want to avoid conflict. Now, these are easy to get along with as they go with the flow most of the time. Then there's the aggressive communicator who puts their feelings and needs first at the expense of others and are defensive or hostile when confronted. 
They tend to speak loudly in a demanding voice and dismiss, ignore, or even insult the needs and feelings of others. They often make demands, ask questions in a blaming or threatening manner or an accusatory manner. They don't listen to others very well. And they use you statements quite often. Y-O-U. And, and, and so, you know, these aggressive communicators can sometimes put the communication in jeopardy. And then there are assertive communicators. These are the ones that express their needs and feelings in a respectful way while balancing their rights with the rights of others. They own their feelings and behaviors without blaming the other person by using I statements. You can use assertive communication to draw out the feelings and needs of passive communicators and to help manage aggressive communicators. So this is what we want to strive for, folks, to become an assertive communicator. Understanding how you and others communicate helps gets you to get your message across. Here's a few tips that you can that can help you become an assertive communicator. Use I statements. Make sure you maintain good eye contact, remembering that too much eye contact can be intimidating uh, and then not enough eye contact can be seen as disrespectful. You've got to learn to say no sometimes and practice what you want to say. Keep your emotions in check. If you're feeling too emotional, wait a bit before continuing. Say your needs and your wants confidently. Start small by practicing your new skills in a low-risk situation, for example, with your spouse or with a close friend or relative. And remember, being assertive takes time and practice. So these are, you know, when you, when you understand these communication styles and you begin to implement them. Now, the hard thing about it, let me just say that the hard thing about it is once we are grown and set in our ways, it is difficult, not impossible, but difficult to turn the corner and start communicating in a different way, especially when the way we communicate is the way we've always communicated. And it's the way those who are close to us has communicated with us. And so we, we have to understand that it takes time to to develop new skill sets when it comes to communicating. But we have to be an active listener, that's for sure. We've got to learn how to listen to others in a way that that gives them the respect they deserve when they're delivering their message to us while still holding our respect intact. We also have to learn to say no. Sometimes you've, you've got to refuse people. You've got to say no. And you start by saying no to the little things so that you can build up that resilience that you need to be able to set boundaries effectively with others. Now, there's some, some, something known as the Communication Bill of Rights. Um, you have a right to express your own feelings and opinions. That's true. You have a right to ask for what you want in a respectful way. You have a right to disagree with others regardless of their position. You, you have a right to take the time that you need to respond. You've got the right to say no without feeling guilty. You've got the right to be treated with respect and not taken for granted. And you certainly have a right to feel all the emotions that you feel, including anger, and then you can express them in an appropriate manner. So knowing that we have all of these rights, this bill of rights, if you will, 
uh, as it relates to our communication, then we have to know how to afford that same opportunity to those that we are communicating with. That means we don't offer any excuses or reasons for things that we say. We ask questions. We set priorities. We know that we're going to make mistakes and that perhaps we'll change our mind. We make our own decisions and we deal with those consequences. Thus, the title of this episode, I said what I said. You know, many times we mean what we say. We just deliver it in a way that shuts people off before they can receive it. So the gist of this is that we have to deliver the message in the healthiest way that we know how. We've got to understand that we need to feel good about ourselves, and we have we need to exercise any and all of these rights that we talked about without feeling guilty about it. And the way we do that is by establishing healthy communication styles. So if you want to, um, you want to develop a new communication style, or you want to improve your communication style, I suggest you check out Stephen Covey. He has a really good uh, set of um, guides that go along with this. You can find it uh, helpful in your career and in your personal life. And um, as you you know look at these different styles of communication, you'll find uh, the best way for you to communicate most effectively with those around you. Hey, Kirk Franklin, we want to hold him in high esteem. We want Um, to say that he's a minister of the gospel and he should not do such things. Well, all I can say about that, folks, is that whichever one of us has never sinned, go ahead and throw that first stone. You're welcome to. Otherwise, if you've come short one time or another, then maybe you want to leave that stone on the ground and you want to pick pick up your encouragement pack. And try to encourage those who have made mistakes, knowing that we've all made mistakes. One thing about the church, folks, it's a wide variety of people. And the world is a melting pot. People come from all cultures and backgrounds and all styles of communication and all lifestyles. And we have to find a way to coexist on this planet without going off on each other. Now, there are some times where we just can't help it. I know. I've been there. I've got a long fuse, but once that fuse has run its course, it takes some controlling. And maybe some of you are like that. Or maybe some of you just don't have a fuse at all, and you can help others manage their emotions and manage their communication more effectively. We solicit your help. Because we need to make we need to make this world a better place. We can't have fathers out there cussing out their sons, and we can't have daughters out there disrespecting their their parents or sons disrespecting their parents. We've got to have whole and healthy families, especially in minority communities. We need our families to be healthy and whole, and we need to break the cycle of negative communication and break the cycle of of generational curses that are on our families 
and get in a place where we lift each other up, say I'm sorry, and move on. Hey, that's all we need for this type of, this this world that we live in. To make it a better place, let's start by making ourselves better. And as we make ourselves better, then we can be better to those around us. And then our, our circles become healthier. That's all I want for us to do. I think that's all you want as well. Hey, look on the internet, get you some information on healthy communication styles. And hey, don't don't hold up this judgment banner over Kirk Franklin or anyone else because everyone is subject to make mistakes. He just made it on a grand stage because of the platform that he stands on. I don't agree with it, but I definitely am not going to condemn him for it. Because, you know, really, the truth is there is no condemnation to those of us that are in Christ Jesus. And I know this isn't a religious broadcast, but I'm not afraid of my faith. I'm not ashamed of my faith. And I know that my faith is the key to getting me through the situations in life. And so with that being said, folks, I want to tell you, be great. Go out and make your world a better place. And we'll talk to you on the next episode. Dadcast Nation, thank you for tuning in to today's episode of the Dadcast Podcast. As always, we look forward to hearing from you. Feel free to send in any comments that you have to any of our social media pages, or you can reach us by email at comments at dadcastpodcast.com. Hey, make sure you share this podcast, that you give us some love on social media, give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, and tell your friends and your circle about what we're doing here at the DadCast Podcast. Thank you so much for being a part of the DadCast Nation. Blessings and peace. I'm out. <laughs>